Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Extra Point Show on WGR Sports Radio 550. Happy Thursday morning, everyone. Zach Jones and Joe Callie hanging out with you for the next two hours as we fill in here on the Extra Point Show. Joe, how are we doing this morning, man? Doing all right, doing all right. Excited to get on and chat with you about some sports happenings, that's for sure. This is your this is your weekday yeah. debut, right? Weekday debut, yeah. Minus the nightcaps. Minus that's the really nightcaps, yeah. that's right, that's right. Yeah, because you filled in for me a little bit last year, because yeah. I take off for March Madness. It's not even not even. It's not even <laughs> not anymore. question, no, no. No, it, well, because I, you know... I lie to our bosses when I'm taking off. They're like, yeah, like I'm, I'm going to be out of town the whole thing. And like our bosses now are like, you just take off for March Madness. And I'm like, absolutely. like Completely understandable. 100%. So, like, yeah, you filled in there. And then you've done a little bit on Bill's post or uh, pregame as well. Yes, a little bit. Nice, um, nice. Some s- little appearances on Sports Talk Saturdays and things along those lines as well. So, Beautiful. yeah, the weekday debut for real. Getting up. Hell yeah. This is exciting. This is fun. This yeah. is fun. So, yeah, <laughs> you had to get up early this morning. That's exciting. Oh, yeah. I, got, I got up early this morning. I got to tell you, I made a terrible decision. Mm-hmm. I went to a local coffee shop that is local in the Canadian region and Buffalo. Oh, okay. And I got a coconut, like, blue raspberry drink. Mm. I made the decision thinking, like, it'll taste a lot like blue raspberry. Doesn't. It's like straight coconut? It's like coconut with, like, a hint of citrus. Interesting. And I am not in a good place with it. See, are you a coconut fan? No. Like, oh, see, I no. am. I think I would really like what, that. You know what I mean? I ordered that with courage in my heart, thinking it's going to be blue raspberry. The ratio is going to be yeah, more to blue no, raspberry size. Because they yeah. led with blue raspberry, and then in the back, they're like, with coconut syrup. And I'm like... No, they just pumped that coconut syrup in they there. They yeah. straight to my face. <laughs> and I'm... It's not a good start to the morning. It's no. not a good start to the morning. No. Do you have the Sabres tonight? Mm-hmm. Playing at 7 o'clock. They're playing Florida, who's on their second game of a back-to-back. They beat up on Pittsburgh yesterday. Very badly. And now we get Sam Reinhart's return, who's maybe having his best season of his career. And I heard Jeremy and Joe talking about it. We were talking about it with them as they were leaving as well. Of like, cool, cool. Sam Reinhart's going to score maybe his 40th goal tonight in Buffalo. And, man, he is... What do you remember from those era of, like, the Sabres teams when, like, they first got Eichel, Reinhardt's what, like, in his second or third year, they get O'Reilly, they get Kane. Like, it actually felt like, hey, this is exciting. Like, this is something. Yeah. I just remember the incredible disappointment I feel. I don't really have any good memories from that. No, I I don't either. And it was 
truthfully, I mean, I was just getting into high school at that point in time. I was a sophomore when they went on their 10-game, 11-game win streak. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started to get back into the Sabres because as a kid – I, I never really could sit down and watch a Sabres game because they just it was it wasn't eventful hockey. It was um, you know they were losing quite a bit, so it wasn't yep. anything interesting to get into. And you know you had the Bills on the the come up. That was you know not really at that point, but you thought it would be with mm-hmm. EJ Manuel, I guess you know as a kid. But oh man, I could, I could talk all about all day EJ. about EJ Manuel. But um, no, I, I I remember Sam Reinhart. Nothing but like you know the. Being touted as, like, he's going to come here, change things around big time, right? Yeah, he's going to be the start of what will eventually be the turnaround for the Sabres. Right, and that, unfortunately, because coaching decisions and things along those lines, other things, it did not work out that way. And uh, the classic Buffalo fashion, he goes to another team and absolutely just pops off. His highest goal total with the Sabres was 25 goals. He did that twice in the 2017-2018 season and then the 2020-2021 season. In 54 games, by the way, he did that. He, that's pretty darn good yeah. run. And then with Florida, he has topped that every single year. In his first year with Florida, 33 goals. Last year, 31. And then this year, he's over, he's going to be 40-plus. He's at 39. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's going to push 50, if not get past it. 100%. What what a run by him. So that's exciting. That's fun. Yeah. Can't wait for that. No, right. I mean, I've I've been to the Jack Oko return games right before. Oh, did you go to the first one? The first one and the second one. Wow. And the first one, the booze, like it was, it was great because then you had it stolen away from him at the end for the game win, all that, right? So it was like, yes, we won the trade. You know, like in in the short term there, then he's healthy, comes back mm-hmm, around mm-hmm. and scores a Hattie in the second in the second one. So, yeah, that was not not the best, you could say. So I'm hoping, you know what? As a Sam Reinhardt fan, nothing but, you know, I decent. Don't th- I don't think anyone actually like dislikes Sam. Reinhardt. No, like it's not like, you know, the Jack Eichel hate. Right. You're not getting any of that for Sam yeah. Reinhardt. So. Congratulations, I guess. You're going to score your 40th in Buffalo, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, just, you can, he can do it in like a 5 1 loss. Yeah. Right. Like, that'll be cool. Right. But if it's the game winner in overtime, you're like, oh, man. You know, that's like, going like, to be tough. Like, so, man, we've had like a few returning Sabres score hat tricks. Ryan O'Reilly with Toronto. Yes. That was atrocious. That, that hurt my soul. Uh-huh. That hurt me. That's one of my favorite Sabres moments as a kid. Now, I wouldn't even say as a kid, but like, you know, a an, an, an late teenager. Yeah. Leaving work to go watch the draft where they select Eichel mm-hmm. and they make the trade for Ryan O'Reilly. They had gotten Kane in the season prior, so you're kind of building that up. Because I think he was injured when he first got here, so that was that was that kind of excitement. Then there were rumblings most of that day that like, hey, the Sabers are going to get active here, even though they are also taking Eichel. They take Eichel, and also the Ryan O'Reilly trade happened. Mm-hmm. And I remember me and my dad are driving home from the arena, and my dad's just sitting there going. All right, like he's just like like kind of at a loss for words because at that point the Bills were still bad. Yeah, like there was really it, Kyle Orton was just the yeah. quarterback like that, <laughs> and you really didn't have any feeling that like they're going to get out of this. Yeah, like it wasn't like when they first drafted EJ where you're excited. I could really I, EJ Manuel. I've got stories. Maybe, man. maybe we'll tap on that. We, we might have to because like <laughs> I like I remember like I'm in Disney World when he's playing his first preseason game against the Colts, and mm-hmm. I actively leave the parks to go back to my hotel room because I knew the game was on TV. Yeah, and I watched him play the Indianapolis Colts, and I 13, 14 year old Zach truly built up in his head that EJ was going to be a star. I think I ignored everything else. Like my yeah. my swim coach at the time was a Florida State alum. 
huge Florida State fan, obviously, and he was like, Zach, it's a bad pick. Yeah. And I was like, you're a loser. <laughs> like, I, you're wrong. Yeah. And uh, he was right. He was spot on. Yeah. But, oh, man. But, yeah, like, I, that's maybe the highest bit of emotions I've had for the Sabres. Mm-hmm. Outside, I feel like you outside can hear of it like, late too. Yeah, outside mm-hmm. of, like, in-season win streaks. Like, last year was a lot of fun the entire year. But in terms of, like, hype going into a season, yeah. it was only topped by this year. Yeah. Because going into this year, they played meaningful games in March. As the, I, I as know the we actually hit it. We, we actually did it. Said. Yeah, we so, did it. Yeah, and we played meaningful games in March. And I don't know. I went to a game with my family, my siblings, and my my dad and stepmom, and it was just last season. It would have been exciting to watch even if they were losing the style of offense they oh, played with. Man, right? it was so much fun. This season, I'm sitting there in the third period. I'm like, okay, it's two to one. Do I see this coming back? No. Do I are see they, it? They're down are, one goal. Do I see them coming back? Yeah. No, are I they don't. playing fun hockey? No. They, mm-hmm. they were just they were out goalied, unfortunately, at the end of the day. That's the story of that game mm-hmm. against the Stars. But it was just – it wasn't eventful hockey. There were a couple hits, right? Yeah. But they were the young, spry team that was just – Blowing people's minds on this high style, high flying offense. I mean, they're, and they they're, went away from it. Their kid line, which featured two rookie wingers, was yeah. like one of the most potent offensive lines in hockey. Yes, and it just all went away, man. I, yep. Like, I hate when like I come on air and like the only time I talk about the Sabers is kind of to trash them. Yeah, like we're get, we're uh, we're gonna be joined by Paul Hamilton at the bottom of the hour here, just to you know kind of get an idea of what's going on with this game, but like. That's my thing. Like I'm going off of this. Like, hey, you won seven to nothing against the Kings. That's amazing. Yeah, you're playing Florida on a back to back. Like that should set up well for you. And UPL's playing his best hockey right now. So of his career. Career. I mean, the the gentleman has a double hip replacement. Let's just be honest here. So yeah. it's kind of remarkable he's doing what he's doing. I'm gonna he, be honest he's with you. Been phenomenal this year. And my only thought process is I can't wait for them to lose this game. Yeah, because yeah. like you just <laughs> you and, can't and get, get that it. out of your head. It's and an I, intrusive and, thought, and I don't want to say like that. Like Florida, like they should beat Florida. Florida's a very good team. I mean, Ryan Hart again is going to score forty goals. If the Sabers have a forty goal scorer this year, a miracle would have occurred. Yeah, but like that's my thought process. It's just like they can play with anybody. Mm-hmm. They've shown it. They like they can run people out of the barn every night. Right, and they're that scary like, team. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it just feels like they just you know. They have to like have like a rah rah speech to get them up there. They have to have fire Donnie chance in the stands for them to even like right. get up and play. And it's so disheartening, especially like Joe. I don't know if we've talked about this off air, but like I said last year, I thought this is one of the most likable Buffalo sports teams in recent memory. I think we did talk about it off air because did. we were talking about you know the Bills at six and six at one point in the season yeah. versus the Sabers at five hundred. Like, can they make the push like where they were last season? Yep. We're like, they're exciting to watch. They're so exciting. The Bills, it's the same story every year. They go out in the divisional round. Yeah, right? like for the Bills, yeah. I, like, I got to a point where I'm like, I hate all of you. Yeah. Like, and it, it was it was nothing they did. It was just more like, we're doing this again, and it's, I can't do it again. It's a broken record with them. Yeah, yeah. And, you're, mm-hmm. and, you, and it breaks your heart. Where with the Sabres, it's like that new relationship. And yep. like, all of a sudden, like, the honeymoon phase is yeah. over now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're releasing all these fun videos, like between two stalls with Jeff Skinner. Yep. Their Twitter account and their Instagram accounts were constantly funny and poking fun. And stuff, and you're mm-hmm. like, this is good. This is good. This is what we want. Yeah. Have you noticed like all that's also like just gone, gone away? And it wasn't even like in the summer either, like getting close to the season. Like it felt almost like after free agency when their big moves were Eric Johnson and, and Connor Clifton, it just ended. Yep. Like, and yeah. they were like, like it, it almost felt like in a way, cosmically, they kind of knew the season's going to be bad. 
it, I, it, we maybe like shouldn't like keep playing fun. Yeah. Because this probably won't go well. And I don't think they felt that way. But that's how, it, in my mind, it is built up that, like, right. when those were their two free agent acquisitions and Jack Quinn also gets hurt in July. And, I mean, Joe, yeah. how, how can you recover from a guy that gets hurt in the middle of the offseason? Well, you, you apparently can't. Yeah, I guess I guess not, right? I guess you don't have enough time to really, you know, get, get a plan together and figure no, that out when you're not you, playing you, none, hockey yeah, three times a week or whatever. But, no, it's just they steered away from the type of play that got them one point away from the playoffs last year, right? They didn't go get a veteran goaltender. They put it on the shoulders of a 21-year-old my age. You put the face of the the franchise on his Mm -hmm. shoulders, right? You're killing his confidence the more you leave him out there in these horrible situations, right? I just remember early on, me me and Josh talked about it yesterday, early on, one of his first few games, across ice. Yeah, just a, like a saucer pass almost goes in the net, and and it did. It, they just didn't have a, 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 a an angle to show it, right? And that to me, I was like, oh, he's he can't. He like he's got to develop. Yeah. And to be fair, since he's been in Rochester, he's been phenomenal. Phenomenal. When he put that eagle head on, I, I don't know yeah. the exact name of it. When he did that, yep, that the the switch flipped. But I think you needed to let him develop, and you needed that free agent acquisition. You needed was a veteran goaltender. And I think either a veteran goaltender or just like for for me a big thing has been you, you, stop defense. keeping all these offensive prospects. Yeah, right. Yeah, go oh, get yeah. go get a sure-handed defenseman who's mm-hmm. not thirty-five, thirty-six years old, and Air Johnson. Yeah, go get somebody. Like be we, we shouldn't be trusting to, Jacob Bryson anymore, even though he had a decent game. I the guess other they're night, six but. and zero with him in the lineup, which yeah. has completely yeah. thrown me. I got to ask Paul about that because I feel like that's <laughs> wrong. I feel like I'm being gaslit with that. I saw that on X or Twitter, formerly Twitter, yesterday. I think after after mm-hmm. their most recent game, someone's. Someone found that stat, and I was like, this is unbelievable because he, I think he's the one I trash on the most when he's on the ice. 100%. Like most of us yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, I feel terrible, but most of us do. Like, I, hate just... to, I hate to be that couch fan, but I, I have to be watching this team. Oh, with hockey specifically, I'm a couch fan. Yeah. Like very specific. I cannot ice skate. <laughs> I can't do anything on hockey, but like in, in the back of my mind, something will happen, and I will convince myself for like three seconds – I could have done better. <laughs> like it just ended. Like and I immediately go. Zach, well, no, you couldn't. It's that classic thought, right? Like Diggs dropped that big pass in the Chiefs game, right? Every every couch coordinator I caught out it in there. my backyard. Yeah, times. I could have caught that from him. That was right on the money. I'm like, okay, run neck and neck with a elite defenseman. Like, come on, like what are we doing yeah. here? Like, like there's no way. There's nothing, no way. There's nothing better than being a fan. No, <laughs> and being angry at the same time. Yeah, it's just where it's, you convince yourself. I'm an, I'm a pro athlete. I've been a pro athlete my entire life. There are some people who are former pro athletes where I'll take that from. You know, you yeah. maybe maybe you could have done that. Yeah, like I've no I, I question actually about. seen you yeah, do that. Right, but no, no, not not the couch that not the couch coordinators and receivers out there. No, but. But yeah, Sabers do play tonight at seven o'clock. They host the Florida Panthers pregame right here on WGR. It's going to get started at six o'clock, and we'll get a little more Sabers talk coming in on the bottom of the hour when our own Paul Hamilton will join us before practice this morning. Uh, but kind of for the, like the I guess the thesis of the show today, me and Joe were talking a little bit about it before the show started. What you know, we're, we're hearing a lot of trade talk. I know Joe also tweeted out today, not Joe Kelly, but no, Joe the other, yeah, the, yeah. From, a few, from a few hours ago. I realized that as I'm saying, I'm like, we actually have two Joes back to back here. Yeah, um, tweeted out what the Falcons did to trade up for Julio Jones, and I've seen a lot of people on Twitter. I, that want that like the idea of trading up for a receiver, and so I kind of wanted to take that and kind of run with it, and not necessarily just talk about trade ups. But what is your dream scenario for this off season? And no, I do not mean firing Sean McDermott. We're past that point now. We are now with the current crew yeah. they have. 
what's your dream scenario for the offseason? And for me, another receiver we've kind of talked about a ton, not in terms of trading up, but in terms of just trading or potentially moving off of, is Stephon Diggs. I'm somebody that does not want to see Diggs get moved, Joe. I'm not. I'm not. I would rather just kind of see this play out and them eventually kind of replace him with younger guys. There is somebody I would love for the Bills to move off of and would love to see if they could find a trade partner. Who who may, who may that be? That's Dawson Knox. Oh. And I know a lot of people like him a ton, and he's, a, he's been a great person in the community, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. But the contract he signed never made sense when it happened. No. They gave him a Travis Kelsey level contract at that time. Yeah, in early, like an early like we think you're going to become something. Well, because with under Brian Dable's offense, he was looking like that. Well, yeah, the year yeah. the year before he gets that contract extension, like he was making big plays. It looked early on that like, oh wow, like okay, like here we go. Like mm-hmm. he's a main factor. Like whenever Josh would roll to the right, yeah. you kind of knew Knox is going to be open. Right, end zone. He was, was he was a, a big contributor to, for touchdowns. Big too. contributor. Mm-hmm. But then they go out and draft Kincaid, and Kincaid basically tops all of his career bests in his rookie year. Outside yeah. of touchdowns, he only had two this year, but I expect that to rise That'll pretty change. quickly. That'll change, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I expect that to rise pretty quickly. And you sign him, though, to a four-year, $52 million contract. Mm-hmm. 31.2 of that is guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, I, I'm a big Dawson Knox fan. I own a jersey of Dawson Knox. I, I love tight ends. That, that's my favorite position in football. Really? I really do. I, I always have. I had a Charles Clay jersey, then that's horrible. Like, that's I, disgusting. I, I did not know that about you. I, I got to talk. Tight ends and linebackers now. are my two favorite to watch, like Matt Milano and Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, of course. Those are, yeah. my, those are my favorites. Oh, but, fascinating. Um, yeah, it's just – it's truthfully it's, – it's a tough situation because he does do what he does well when he's healthy, mm-hmm. right? After mm-hmm. that wrist surgery when he was out for an extended period of time. He came back and made some big plays in the end zone. Like, yeah. He was targeted two times in that first playoff game, or maybe the Patriots game. I'm not sure. One of them. Mm-hmm. Two targets. One was a drop and one was a touchdown. So, hey, listen, I mean, he might not be your guy to make plays in the field, but in the end zone, he's a lock, right? He's better at blocking than Kincaid in a lot of scenarios as well, I will yep. say that. Well, yeah, I mean, Kincaid coming out of Utah, his big thing was he can't block. Right, exactly. He's, he's a receiver. But he's gotten better with that. Him and Spencer Brown blocking, like, very works. Quickly. Yeah, yeah, very it works. quickly but better with it. I think a restructure might be in order for Dawson Knox, if that's possible. I don't know if it is or not. Like, that's the thing. I think that's the thing is, like, I'll, I'll never fault a player – for not taking like a huge pay cut and like a restructuring. Right. I would love though if they could restructure it to where he gets a lot of his money now in bonuses and stuff cuz his dead cap for this year is 20.2 million. Yeah. You got to you got to put incentives on that. Yeah. You got to restructure it into incentives. Cuz that hurts and his his is um his average Oh, I got to find this now. His average annual salary is going to be 13 million dollars. It's not a great contract, but I have been thinking of teams that could potentially be willing to take that on because they have room to do so and mm-hmm. because there is an out in 2025. Ah, okay. So his dead cap goes from in 2024 20.2 million dollars, it drops in 25 to 7.8 million. Right, so a rebuilding team looking to take on a tight end can take that salary for a year and if it doesn't work, just take, drop them. Yeah, drop them. And, and you're not and you're taking the lesser there. end of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me as well, I think a lot of it too is I'm willing to bite the bullet on this and say Screwed it up. That's yeah. fine. Namely, because of who the Bills GM is, that being Brandon Bean, if he gets a fifth-round pick, I kind of trust him either to use that to move up in rounds three or four or even two mm-hmm. 
or use that fifth round pick to go get a younger cornerback or another safety or something in like in those positions. Your, your where, defense is going to get younger. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the value can be used correctly on positions where you don't need to go to the first round to get a cornerback who's going to be you know cornerback two with Christian Benford. Like, yeah, you can go Kyer, to the fifth round yeah. mm-hmm. and be like, sweet, like you go right there. We're not going to throw you to the wolves right away, but then like pretty quickly it'll be you. And as well, that if, if you could move off of Knox and maybe take half the salary while like a team like Carolina takes the other half, mm-hmm. it'll allow you maybe to sign back somebody like Leonard Floyd for a year. Who right? You're going to need help on the edge. AJ Epinesa is going to be a free agent this year. You really only got Greg Rousseau and mm-hmm. Von Miller as your edge guys. That's kind of concerning. Now here's my question though. Yes, Leonard Floyd broke his season record in sacks, right? He was 10-plus. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. What's the upside there, though? Mm -hmm. Like, is he going going to get older? Is that going to continue? But here's the thing, too. A.J. Epinesa is going to be a free agent. Mm -hmm. This is a cherry-pick stat for you. Sorry. More interceptions on the season than Sauce Gardner had on the Jets. There we go. He... I think there's more upside to keeping Epinesa around, I'm going to be honest with you, than... Leonard Floyd was great. Like, I, we brought him in as – not we. The Bills brought him in as a service guy, right, mm-hmm. to fill Von Miller's spot while he was recovering from his injury. Mm-hmm. He did more than that. He subverted people's expectations and went above and beyond and was a starter pretty much on yeah. the defense, right? Is he going to continue to do that consistently is the question. With age, he's only getting older from here. And I think Epinesa's got that age factor where he's young and mm-hmm. he's finally starting to take those steps to the point where you're like – Okay, AJ's for real. Yeah. Like, we drafted him. He's he's showing up. He's doing what he needs to do. I will tell you, on Floyd, too, he had one sack in his final six games, and he had none in the postseason this yeah. year. So that's... That like, defense kind of stalled in the postseason yeah, in general. Yeah, not, not great. Not mm-hmm. great. And then Epinesa, though, while I, I'm with you on that, like, he has the age where, like, you can still see the potential. Yeah. He had no sacks in his final five games. Right, but and that was that also... also includes the post... Or, well, that actually then adds on to the postseason as well. He did nab that injury heading he towards the end of the season. Yep. That's kind of where I'm like, okay, pre-injury, he was consistently doing well, I would say. Yeah. You know, he was getting to the quarterback and tipping passes to himself. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. getting back and getting pressure on... and. That's something we didn't see out of AJ Epinesa for years since he got drafted. Like you've well, been his, like, what is he going to do? His first year was essentially a redshirt year. Like, yeah. we, nobody knew what he was doing. No, because yeah, I don't know. I thought we were going to see him at linebacker at one point with all the injuries we had, mm-hmm. but it was just I, I I see some upside for keeping him around. I think, I think it's a thing. And when I look at somebody like like Dawson Knox, I think that that contract is more palatable for a bad team with a ton of cap who maybe just needs like all weapon. Like, yeah, not, not Knox has proven in his career he is a weapon yeah. for teams. And all you've said about all you have at Carolina is Adam Thielen, and he really regressed towards the end of the season. Yeah, so you have like, a couple more, but yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you don't have a first round pick either, so no. you're not going to add in the you know Marvin Harrison Jr., mm-hmm. Malik Nate. Roma Dunze, Brock Bowers. You need to help Bryce Young. Yeah, and so like, I, look, I expect them to probably draft a receiver with their first pick of the second round. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if they added somebody where they're like, yeah, he worked really well with Josh Allen. Maybe he'll work well with our guy. developing Cause, Josh cause, Allen because we need mm-hmm. we desperately need our guy and Bryce Young to work. Yeah, I could see that. It's just I I do think the Bills are going to have to get a little cute with in terms of like you're going to have to keep some of this. Mm-hmm. But with the potential out in 25, I do think that contract becomes a little bit more palatable for teams who have cap space. Yeah, because it won't lock them into a five year commitment to a guy that look the Bills are willing to move off of them. Mm-hmm. And I think another really the big thing for me too is that. They need help a wide receiver desperately. I think we all agree on that. And there's and they're probably going to take multiple within the first five rounds. Oh, 100%. Because now all of a sudden, where does Knox fit? 
Yeah, because now you've got Kincaid taking the first snaps pretty much. And and if you're limiting the clearly better tight end to appease Knox because of the contract, which I don't imagine the Bills would do, that's... But you're also really wasting money keeping management. keeping yeah. Knox on the squad as a second stringer. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not utilizing that contract yeah. it, technically. It, it gets ugly really, really fast. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about this after our next segment as we bring in our own Paul Hamilton as we get ready for the Sabres to take on the Florida Panthers later tonight at 7, pregame starting at 6, both, of course, right here on WGR. We'll do that after a quick timeout. You're listening to The Extra Point Show. This is WGR. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They Bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's Paul Hamilton. We should be friends. He has the facts to back up his opinions. Enough just pooped his pants. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Happy Thursday morning, everyone. Sabres are in action tonight. They take on the Florida Panthers, who are on game two of a back-to-back. And we're joined now by our own Paul Hamilton. Morning, Paul. How are we doing today? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing very well. The sun was out earlier today. It is now cloudy and cold, so the morning is taking a turn. But I know. think you're going to get some snow before the day's over. All right. Well, oh, this interview's boy. over with. Paul just ruined my day. Thanks, man. <laughs> so, Paul, what's the plan for today? I don't think we're going to get any kind of updates on Owen Power, right? That's probably going to come after this week. But uh, as we can hear behind you, practice is going on. Yeah, they started their morning skate. Uh, they didn't skate yesterday, so uh, most of the guys are out there. I took a real quick count, uh, but I so I believe most of them are out there. There's nobody that's sticking out to me that isn't. So, yeah, I, I think the only question is who's going to be, is it Robinson or Olafson as the extra forward? Other than that, I mean, we know Uko Pekalukunen is the goaltender until further notice. I don't even say he's in the starter's net anymore. It's kind of like he's in the starter's net until I tell you he's not, basically. <laughs> that's that's um, going to be like the big story. Is, yeah, UPL's yeah. not starting. Yeah. I, honestly, I, I don't think we're going to be talking about that until they have that back-to-back in March, early March, with Toronto and Nashville. I think that would be the first time either Comrie or Levi get into the crease. And and on that with Levi, like, would you expect them to call him up? He's he's been very good in Rochester since going back down there. Or do they just say 
Nop, stay down there. Keep riding that out. Keep doing what you're doing and, and roll with Comrie there. For me, unless they're in the middle of a 10-game winning streak or something, uh, even if there's an injury, I do not mess with him. I, I would, If it were me, I would keep him down there for the rest of the season, tell him Rochester is his team. He's the number one goalie. Now, playoffs, whatever it might be, and leave it at that. And even if Lukanen were to get hurt, I think I'd just call up Tukarski at this point of the season. I mean, there's, they're, they're not going to make the playoffs. It's, it's, I mean, mathematically they can, but I think we all know that they're not. I don't think there's any reason to kid yourself, and I think it's better for Levi if you just let him be Rochester's goalie for the rest of the year. Do you think that'll benefit Levi going forward in future seasons as well? Like, is that something, you know, do you think they bring him up next season, or is that something down the road that they figure out? I don't, I don't really know what to think about it, you know? Yeah, it's something down the road they would figure out. Um, so, yeah, look at it that way that, um, you know, right now I think they're just looking at this season and then take a look at what, what are you going to do next season. You're probably not going to have Comrie around, so if your plan is to give Levi another year of seasoning, then you would have to sign a goaltender to be with Lukanen, but I don't think there's any question. Lukanen, unless he falls apart in the next month and a half is right now their number one goaltender and for the near future I will say uh, you know Levi I think is going to be a good goaltender and I, I think eventually what we're going to get to here maybe next year maybe the year after is something like the Bruins have where both goaltenders play and I, I could see that happening eventually here but not now I will take anything that the <laughs> Bruins do for the Sabres to yeah. emulate that I will <laughs> Come take on. anything with that emulate that Oh, speaking of their uh, um, their opponent and, and, and all that with Florida, Sam Reinhart, Paul, uh, I was driving in this morning and I heard Jeremy and Joe bring up that he's had 39 goals and could score 40 tonight against Buffalo. I was talking with, with our boss, Al Davis. The moment he got to Florida, he went from his high being 25 goals in Buffalo to he's like a perennial 30-goal scorer this year now. He's staring down 50. What have you made from him this season in Florida? Yeah, and there was never, ever any question about his talent. I mean, and it never made sense why three different general managers refused to offer him a long-term contract, and that's why he left. I mean, he said it, and quite honestly, I don't blame him. And I said that then. I mean, they never showed him the respect. Other guys got long-term contracts, but for whatever the reason was, they never showed him that respect. He was doing the things that... You know, he was supposed to be doing on the ice. And, uh, you know, he, he still couldn't get that long term. Now, I think Kevin Adams was pretty much willing to do it. But by that time, I think Reinhardt basically had his feelings hurt. And, again, I, I put it that way, but I don't blame him. And said, you know what, I've had enough. You know, I'm, I, I'm going to move on. You know, he, he was a restricted free agent. They could have signed him for one more year. And then he would have become an unrestricted free agent, and that's why they made the deal, because he basically told them that I don't want to stay, and I get it. I understand why, because he was a very productive player here in Buffalo, and uh, you know he was that guy that you could kind of count on to be consistent. And you know you talked about those twenty-five goals, but you know I, I it was only in fifty-four games. So he, you know, mm -hmm. without it, you know, if he would have played 82 games that year, 2021, which uh, you know is the COVID year, he's on a pace easily to break 30 goals. So that would have been four seasons in a row where, you know, he would have had 30 goal seasons.
Speaking of scoring goals, the Sabres have relatively had a very difficult time of doing that this year. But on Tuesday, they put seven on the LA Kings and another shutout win for UPL. Very impressive. Paul, though, I've had, like, a tough time, like, I guess, like, rationalizing that game as, like, anything other than, like, uh, oh, that was fun. But I don't know. I Get back to reality kind yeah, of a feel. I, yeah. I guess it's where mm-hmm. I'm at. Like, I'm, I'm having this almost feeling. Like me and Joe were joking about it that, like, yeah, great. They put up seven against the Kings. They'll score one against Florida. Is it fair to say, Paul, or, or did you see maybe something was turning for these guys after the L.A. game? It would be turning if they would play that way on most nights. But unfortunately, that game is the exception and not the rule. And that's the way that Don Granado wants them to play. That's the way when they do play, they normally win. They won't normally play very well. Not recently, because even when they play that way, they haven't been able to put pucks in the net. But they haven't totally committed to playing that way, even though they played well against the Dallas Stars. They didn't have a net front presence or have pucks and, and players going to the net like they did against Los Angeles. They had that all night long where players and pucks were going to the net. And they just showed that when they do that, what the type of team that they can be. And I think that's what what was maddening for the fans. They enjoyed that game, but I think fans were saying, where has that been? Why don't you play that way more when we could enjoy your games more? And, uh, you know, that's the, the million-dollar question that everybody's been asking all season long because that game, not necessarily the seven goals, but that game is what they expected this season from this hockey team and have rarely gotten it. Right, more offensive than defensive in a lot of ways and just high-flying. Question, though, for you, Paul. Zach and I stumbled onto a stat here uh, for Jacob Bryson uh, that they are 6-0 when he Mm -hmm. is starting in the game. Is that What what are your thoughts on that? Is he he, uh, a key part to that defensive front there? No, it's a coincidence, but still, it gives him a little bit of confidence when he's playing that – you know, you can play a little bit better when your team's playing well and winning. You know, so uh, now I will say he was a big part of the win against Los Angeles. I thought he was excellent. I thought he, it was the best game I've seen him play in two years. I thought he was very good, and not just because he had two assists, but the two assists came from him playing well, you know, and, and be moving the puck. I thought he uh, got the puck out of the zone, he and Clifton, his partner, very well. Uh, you know, I didn't see any, any problems with that at all, and I didn't see turnovers or loss in confidence. And, you know, maybe going down to Rochester and then playing some games, and then he's, he played two games on the California trip, so it hadn't been that long since he had played in the NHL. I think helped him maybe to get to back to the Jacob Bryson we saw two years ago uh, where, you know, he was starting to show some promise. Paul, final question from me. It, it seems like the Sabres are kind of in a run here the next few games that could put them in a position at least to make the end of the season exciting. Like you you said right at the top here, they're not mathematically eliminated, but they're probably not making the playoffs this year. But with Florida tonight coming off a back-to-back, they beat Pittsburgh last night. You get Minnesota, they're in a relatively similar position to you on Saturday. Anaheim at home on Monday, and then Montreal at Montreal on Wednesday. It feels like they're in a pretty solid spot to like put some wins together why have they not been able to win at least three games in a row this year? It, just, it, it feels like whenever they get going, it, it does feel like they would kind of just shoot themselves in the foot and just essentially hit reset. Well, I think it's a mentally fragile team. I think they're given outs by the coaching staff. 
uh, you know, talking about pressure all the time and there's pressure for this. Now there's pressure for this. Now there's pressure for this and they have to play through that. And, um, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, they have not reacted well. And who would have thought that all but Paterka and, and Skinner or Skinner with his goals, although that's gone down. But what will happen is he'll score five goals in five games pretty soon, and his goals will be back up again. Uh, that's just the way he goes. But his assists are down this year. So, you know, Paterka really is the guy in Lukanen that didn't regress. And uh, it's when you got your whole team regressing, it's just not going to work for you. Interestingly enough, by the way, I'm going to change the topic here. Don Granado's not running this practice. You know where he is? He's sitting on the bench with Owen Power, and they have not stopped talking since we've gone on the air. Hmm. And I think maybe just going over maybe what they're seeing in drills, going over different situations. Uh, you know, Granado has his skates on, but I think he saw Power sitting there and thought it might be more valuable just to sit through a, a practice with him and go over things with him and just talk hockey, you know, and pick his brain a little bit about what whatever – you know, go, going on with him, but I just find that interesting that uh, he's been parked there with uh, power the whole practice so far. And that is something I've always loved with Granado, especially when he when he first got the nod to be head coach. With everything going on with Darlene, he really seemed to kind of pick him up almost single-handedly to the point where last year we were seeing what, what felt like was going to be potentially n- multiple Norse winning type Darlene performances. He was ex- exceptional last year. Phenomenal. Hopefully, there are pros and cons with Don Granado. There are a mm-hmm, lot of things mm-hmm. I, I mentioned I didn't like that I think he gives them outs. There are a lot of things I do like. I like the style that he wants them to play. I just don't understand why they can't get it through their heads that when they play that way, they usually are a very good team and can win. Uh, so it, that that's that's the puzzling part that I look at. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there are some good parts with the coach and there are some bad parts with the coach. And uh, one thing Don Granato is going for him as far as what, what kind of decision the Sabres make about him in the offseason is, you know, his contract extension hasn't started yet. And, I don't know what kind of appetite Terry Pagula will have about paying a coach whose contract extension hasn't started yet if he's not coaching. It'll yeah. definitely be interesting. All right, Paul, we know you got to get going, so we'll talk to you later tonight on the pregame. Nice talking to you guys. Take care. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. That was our own Paul Hamilton on the West Her Hotline as the Sabres get ready for tonight's game against the Florida Panthers. And, yeah, I, like I'm right there with Paul. Like, it's just this team has moments where, like, again, on Tuesday, like, they can just run anyone out of the barn. That was last year's Sabres every, pretty much felt, the entire season. It felt season. like every night. And the problem was for them was they weren't getting goaltending, and their defense was still pretty leaky. Yeah. This year, I mean, the defense is still not great, but they're getting, getting goaltending. awesome goaltending performances that, like, last year's team, yeah, they'd have been like a nine-game win streak because they're just like, yeah, we're putting up five goals a night, and we're getting, like, only two goals against. It'd be amazing. Yeah, and from the early 20s goaltender who had double hip surgery. Like, that's who you're getting fantastic (laughs) goaltending from, right? Just incredible turn of events for the Sabres, and I do not mean that in a positive sense. No. And I I could not agree with Paul Moore. I've I've said it multiple times, 
And, and I'm glad I'm not crazy or not the only thing. It's just they seem like such a mentally fragile team that, like, it really does. It feels like their egos have to be brushed constantly. They have to get the rah-rah speeches to get going. And that is just – that's not the way to be a professional athlete. No. You have to – we we see it in the movies of, like, all these, like, big speeches and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, the Disney movies, right? Come on, guys. It's yeah. the second half. Let's get out there Let's and attack Let's get out this. there and get like, – yeah. like, it's Air Bud or something like yeah, that. Right. But, like, it's not. The game like, plan. No, like, it's you're not. You're a professional athlete. And for many of these guys, you've been – a semi-professional athlete since you were like 14. Yeah. Like this they, has been your trajectory. Yeah. Like, get into it. And, then, you know? and that's where we were talking about earlier. Like they went from like, to me, it felt like one of the more likable sports teams in Buffalo in a long time. In the, and easily a lot in the likable. NHL too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And easily the most likable Sabres team since 06, 07. Easily. Yeah. And in like an eight month period, like not even a full year, not, not even a full year. All of a sudden you're sitting there going like, are any of you worth keeping? Like, uh, where? Right, we just—they just paid a ton of people, right? Yeah, they're big probably contracts. Gonna, they're probably going to pay Casey Middlestat if Kevin well, Adams has his way. He was on the uh, on the station on Tuesday. It sounds yeah. like that's going to happen. Right. Well, which, honestly, Middlestat's been one of your better he's, players. He's so one of the few consistent guys. Yes, and he's he's out there giving it his all every week. So I'm all for that. Truthfully, I was a big Middlestat hater in the beginning, but when he yeah. was like one of the, he was not putting up the numbers. Let's just yep. say that. Yep. He's really been consistent, opening it up. Some from like the second half of last season mm-hmm. through the entire season so far. Yep. So give me middle stat then, or I mean the value is just increased. The on value him quite continues a bit. to go continues up. Continues to go up. Mm-hmm. It's just like when Victor Olofsson kept scoring those open net goals, and, and we all couldn't wait. And we're they like, still listen, kept him. Yeah, yeah. Like, listen, he's a big goal scorer. He scores all on the open nets. He's got trade value now. Nope, nope. Lo- we lo- kept him. Love a team that never makes a trade. Yeah. Got to take a quick time out here. If you want to join our Sabres discussion, you can do so, 803-0550. We are open up the rest of the way. And also, I want to do this at, at the top of the 11 o'clock hour here. I want to jump into that 2011 draft class. Joe DiBiase put out a tweet of the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons and, and their trade-up to go get Julio Jones. I kind of want to jump into that because it's a very different circumstance when they trade up to go get Julio than it is this year. So I want to jump in that probably at 11 o'clock. But we're always looking for your calls, 803-0550. Zach Jones, Joe Cali filling in here on the Extra Point Show, and you're listening to WGR. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Contest time. Be call number 5 at 716-221-4WGR. That's 716-221-4947 to win a pair of tickets to see Tower of Power on Saturday, March 2nd at the OLG stage at Fallsview Casino at 8 p.m. plus a $100 dinner voucher for Overtime Sports Lounge. Must be 19 years of age or older to win. And for tickets, visit Fallsview Casino Resort. Dot com. Good luck, everyone, on that. It's a great venue, by the way. I've been there for a couple Have things. Yeah. Very nice, yeah. very nice. Mm-hmm. Two things I want to bring up now. <laughs> it was just going to be the one. It's going to be one. coming back, I Here was we like, go. oh, got to see this too. So, number one, we are actually going to be getting a college football game. EA Sports announced they're going to be fully at least unveiling it in May. And we won't get it until 2028. 
I'm kidding. Oh, but that's, I, was, I was like, that's, did I miss something? No, that's what it's going to be. I guarantee it. It's like, G- We've got it's all like this. GTA yeah, 6. Yeah. Everyone's like, we're not actually going to get it until 2030. They're right. going to announce it in 2024. Yeah. But so that's going to be unveiled in May and then come out in the summer. That should be amazing. It's going to be coming out right as we're kind of like gearing up for college football to come back. And I know for many of us who grew up in, I mean, we're in our teens in the 2010s. That was like the sports game for many of us. Franchise mode or really dynasty mode uh, was a blast to play. Um, I'm a Texas fan, but realistically, I played as UB a ton. And, yeah, and, and, Buffalo and, team, yeah. And the goal to get UB into like the top 25 and be, mm-hmm. like, become a Mac dynasty was just chef's kiss. Like I, I could do that for days on end. Yeah. I will tell you, and I was saying this to you in the break, my goal is this hits and is a good game so that we eventually get a college basketball game. Yeah. That's all I want. Mm-hmm. I, then you can request off for college basketball for March Madness when you got the tourney in there and your franchise. It's, it's going to be over. Be like, yeah, yeah. guys, like March Madness is, is coming up in my game. Like, yeah, I'm out for two it's days. It's the middle of June. It's yeah, the middle it's just, of June. Yeah. Like, I'm out for two days, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm the head coach of Grand Canyon. Like, I can't. I, like, Yeah, we can't be doing this. We Come can't on. be doing this. And then the other thing, real quick before we take our next time out, one team that is likely going to take quarterback in the top three, the mm-hmm. New England Patriots. But apparently, this is coming from Albert Breer, who is an NFL reporter. Uh, the Patriots QB room was so, quote-unquote, toxic, Bailey Zappi would sometimes watch tape in the receiver's room mm. and not the quarterback room. And then we have a quote here as well. Mac Jones was really liked early on, but over time lost support in the building. And the quarterback room he was in the last two years got toxic to the point Bailey Zappi, as a rookie, sometimes watched tape in the receiver's room. That is a rough environment if you're a rookie. Yeah. You're coming in. You're not really expected to be the heir apparent. I mean, Bailey Zappi was not... I, I don't think he wasn't like an early, early. Pick. I don't think so. I think he was later. In I think he was like definitely a, a dra- round pick, uh, fifth round pick. Yeah, I think he he was the fourth round in twenty twenty two. Yeah, and so it wasn't like he was coming in to like be Mac Jones's replacement. It was just a young Depth. rookie, you know, mm-hmm. second string quarterback. Max play ultimately forced Zappy in, but that is a tough environment to you know get tossed into the NFL. Do you think? That had an effect on Mac Jones as well. Do you think? Because his first season, I know it was run heavy, right? His, but he but, actually had a decent coming into the NFL moment. Mac Jones, I, from reports I've seen, he hasn't been like the greatest guy in terms of the locker room. And, and this kind of report by Albert Breer kind of confirms it. His first season was solid 22 touchdowns, 13 picks, 3,800 yards, 67 completion percentage. He had a 10 and 7 record. Like, overall, like, as a rookie, that's pretty darn good, especially for a guy that was never considered, like, off the charts athletically in anything. Yeah. But them bringing in Matt Patricia to call plays on the offense, I. That was, that was the nail in the coffin of his start, I would say. And it was his second year. Yeah. And really, for me, like, that's when, at least, like, it felt like for everyone, the jokes really started coming in on, on Bill Belichick. Yeah. Of, like, dude, what are you doing? Well, like, Brady do you went, know anything that you're doing? Yeah, Brady went to a team with the worst winning percentage in the NFL and then won a Super Bowl right away. Won that's when it became, did Very Brady make clear. Belichick or no? No, he did not. Very clear. Yeah. His second year, uh, down two points in completion percentage to 65.2. Under 3,000 yards passing. He only played 14 games, though. He had that high ankle sprain, I think, or something yeah, I think like that. So. Yeah, I think so. And then 14 touchdowns, 11 picks. And then this year, uh, just bad. 64 completion percentage, 2,200 yards, played 11 games, 2-9 and nine record, 10 touchdowns, 11 picks. OC and was Bill O'Brien, right? Yeah, Bill that, O'Brien. Mm. Bill O'Brien, by the way, interesting, leaves the Patriots to go to Ohio State in January. What do you think that says about it, too? To be an OC. Mm-hmm. I thought Chip Kelly was the yeah, OC. Yeah, oh. this is the fun part. Mm-hmm. He goes in January, accepts the position, the whole thing. 
Boston College's head coaching position opens up. He leaves Ohio State after being there for yeah. not even a cup of coffee, half a cup of coffee. Yeah. A sip. A sip. <laughs> to go to Boston College to be their head coach or to be yeah, to be Boston College's head coach. Yeah. Chip Kelly leaves UCLA as their head coach to be Ohio State's offense coordinator. Yikes. That's that's weird. College is a very weird. It is. It's a different animal. Right it's a different beast. Coaches don't want to be college coaches anymore. I no. don't think we're ever going to really get a Nick Saban who is like a college coach for effectively their entire career outside of a few years yeah. in the NFL. Even Harbaugh. I mean, he's mo- he moved right back into the Harbaugh, NFL. Harbaugh felt like he couldn't wait to get back to the NFL. He, he said it, there's no Lombardi trophy in college football. It's true. Yeah. Like that's – you know what I mean? It's that's, true. And and you're seeing a lot of coaches jump ship. Uh, many people who listen to the station regularly know that I'm a huge Texas fan. And yeah. I fully believe if Steve Sarkeesian makes another playoff appearance, wins an SEC championship, wins a national championship, mm-hmm. I think he's gone that year. I I think it was the NFL. Yeah. It's just, it is a 365-day job. You're working 15-hour days constantly. You're constantly recruiting, and it's it's a nightmare. It comes it, a lot. It becomes a ton. Going to take another quick time out here. I want to jump in. Joe, remind me if I forget. Okay. I want to jump in on this 2011 draft class. Joe DiBiase, yes. he tweeted out what Atlanta did to trade up to go get Julio Jones. But I want to jump into that draft class and why Atlanta needed to do that. We'll do that when we come back. And we're still taking your calls. 803-0550 if you want to join the discussion. Talk NFL offseason for the Bills. Your dream scenario for the Bills going forward. We'll do that when we come back. You're listening to The Extra Point Show. And this is WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 